Thank you, choir. Thank you, congregation, for sharing together with us in uh, our time of worship in song, uh, reminding myself of what they just sang. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. Oh, could we all say amen to that? At some point, we've all struggled with some things, and whether you're struggling now or maybe you've just came through a struggle, the reality is much the same. We might not know what tomorrow holds, but praise the Lord, we know who holds tomorrow, and that is our precious Lord. Take your Bible, if you would. We're looking in Psalm 23 again. Psalm 23, I want to share with you from verse 6. If you're looking at that in your Bible, you'll know that there's only 10 words uh, in verse 6. And as I look at that, I want to share from what God has given me concerning those ten words and the fact of giving you just a title for the message, if you need one, is the saint's assurance. Uh, goes along with what they just sang. I was amazed uh, uh, at how God puts things together and He did that so well with that passage and with that song because we know some things and Psalm 23 in its entirety is a beautiful picture of things we know, and we know those because the Lord is our shepherd, okay? So uh, your Bibles are open. I trust, uh, again, that as we maybe review or rehearse some of the things that I've shared with you over the month or couple of months, uh, that these will be even real to you again today. Uh, verse 6 of Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So when I said there are only uh, six words there, uh, that was the last phrase of that verse that I'm going to be focusing on largely today. So with that in mind, let's just sort of review Uh, Psalm 23 for a moment. It began by reminding us the Lord is my shepherd. Folks, remember, it is not well enough just to say the Lord is a shepherd. It is not uh, well enough just to say the Lord is the shepherd. I pray and trust you have came to the point in your life that you can say the Lord is my shepherd because that is all about relationship, is it not? He said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It reminds me of our realization. As we learn, even more so as we grow older and grow up, uh, we are continuously learning that because of our relationship, we have no reason for want. Uh, He makes me to lie down. The rest that He gives us. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, the resources that He gives us. He leadeth me beside the still waters. uh, And what I see there is uh, the realities, the restoration. He restoreth my soul, the route. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake is the reason. The resolve, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, our refuge. Then thou preparest a table before me, the reality. 
Also thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, the respect. Uh, thou anointest my head with all the royalty. Notice as David writes, he at one time was uh, crowned and anointed king uh, of Israel, but yet he is talking about the Lord's anointing not only on himself, but others. My cup runneth over the rejoicing, the reward. Uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and last, the reunion. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Even as I read that, as I rehearse that, even uh, to myself, I'm reminded of the beauty of what David gives us. Uh, and it all centers around that first phrase, uh, the, the, the passage that says there, The Lord is my shepherd. Some years ago, no, it might have been uh, some months ago, uh, I, I remember preparing for a particular funeral. In that particular funeral, there was a request, uh, uh, maybe a couple of requests, and one was the reading of Psalm 23, and the other was reciting of the Lord's uh, model prayer for us. And, and the reason that the family had requested that is that the older lady of whom we were uh, going to eulogize that day and share in her home going, uh, that older lady just believed that uh, you didn't even have a funeral if you could not recite that model prayer. Well, I'm almost that, that way with Psalm 23. It's almost like it's one of the most comforting uh, passages of Scripture. But also it's one of the most challenging passages. Why? Because if the Lord is not your shepherd, there's about 15 things there that you're missing out on. And believe me, you don't want to miss out on the Lord's blessing. I want to take a few minutes now and guide you through this last, uh, this last verse. Notice the confidence. He said, surely. Usually when we are confidently speaking about something we know or something that we are uh, or have rehearsed in to a large degree, we can say things like, surely, can we not? We can say things like, you can take this to the bank. We can say things like, if I've ever spoken truth, this is truth. And I'm looking at David now as he is giving us that little simplistic word, and it is there in our English language, surely. Let me give you a couple of references. Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. The psalmist said, It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Proverbs 3, 21. My son, let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Thou shalt uh, walk in the way safely. Thy foot shall not stumble when thou liest down. Thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence. Look at that verse. The Lord shall be thy confidence, uh, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Are you sure about something this morning? 
Are you sure about uh, things that are happening in your life? Let me tell you, as long as the Lord is our shepherd, uh, we can be sure of some things and largely things that we have already shared there. I like the uh, old hymn where the hymn writer would pen these beautiful words, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Friend, let me tell you, if you are anchored in the rock, being Jesus, if you have settled that, uh, that uh, skirmish in your mind between the devil who wants to control your life and the Lord who is to be shepherd of your life, if you have came to that place, you can speak with confidence, surely. Oh, look at it further. Not only just simply the confidence that we can see in those words. Uh, notice, if you would, the companion. Surely goodness uh, and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Again, there's a verse uh, there. And it's uh, Exodus 33, 17 through 19. I put Psalm there. Uh, that was a, a typo, I'm sorry. Exodus 33, 17 said, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I will know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Some have called these the two horsemen, mercy and goodness. Some have called them the two companions, goodness and mercy. I was sharing with the group in the first service this morning uh, that I heard a, an illustration once, uh, and it talked about an uh, elderly sainted lady who had went to a particular place, not sure if it was a doctor's office or a place there of some other sort. But it says that when she went into the room that she chose a place to sit where there would be an empty chair on the right of her and an empty chair on the left. And someone questioned her, Ma'am, why uh, are you sitting there? There's places other than that. And she says, Well... It's like this, the Lord said, Surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life, so I'm saving their chairs. Friends, sometimes I have to confess to you, I might not even walk through my day with the honest confession that goodness and mercy is with me all my days. Do you realize that we could not sit here today like we are except of the Lord's mercies. We would not be sitting here even worshiping like we do, excepting for the goodness of God. Yes, I was moved over the last, what, weeks now, maybe a couple of months, uh, after some of the things that have transpired across the globe. Yes, we're moved when we think about 17 people now who are uh, captured in Haiti, wanting $17 million for those folks. Preacher, you sure goodness and mercy is there? Absolutely, I'm sure. Do I understand it? No, but I accept it. Why? 
because it's a promise. Oh, the companions, goodness and mercy. Yes, I'll be reading a verse in a few minutes that talks about the Lord's mercy being new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Folks, as we get out of our bed in the morning, as we lay back into that bed of an evening, we should be very thankful to God for the grace and the mercy that He has given us to walk our steps there. Not only do we see the companions, but notice the course when He says, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. The course, they shall follow me. Albert Barnes in his notes on the scripture said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. He said, God will bestow them upon me. This is the result of what is stated in the previous verses. The effect of God's merciful dealings with him had been to lead his mind to the assurance that God would always be his shepherd and friend, that he would never leave him to want. I can only imagine David, the shepherd. I can only imagine the nights, uh, those cold, dark nights possibly. Maybe it was those bright, moonlit nights when David, the shepherd, would have corralled the sheep that he was responsible for. David quite possibly would be rehearsing some of this in his mind and would be reminded that there was a greater shepherd than him. He would say, the Lord is my shepherd. And then when he comes down to the close of this particular thought, he would say this, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Yes, as a kid, growing up, I was afraid of the dark. You say, how are you now? Well, I'm all right, as long as I don't kick around on the furniture. But the real issue there is sometimes we are afraid of things in life, are we not? And because of that, the Lord, being our shepherd, uh, gives us the knowledge that those companions, uh, goodness and mercy, are with us, following us through the course of our life. You might would rather call it your journey. You might would want to say something like your days. Well, whatever you would like to say, the reality is this. The Lord's mercy and goodness is following us. Again, might I read from Exodus 33, verse 11. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face. As a man speaketh unto his friend, he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses uh, said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. Verse 14 of that uh, sequence of verses says this, And he said, My presence shall go with thee, 
and I will give thee rest. Do you remember the story of the Old Testament where God led His people out of Egypt? He led them through on dry ground, through the sea. And as they came out of dry ground, or came out on dry ground on the other side, as God closed the sea on top of those or who, who were chasing Him and drowned them, the Scripture says that for the next 40 years there would be a way for them to know when to move. It would be a pillar of fire and it would be a cloud. And the Scripture is true, is it not? What the Lord was doing there is leading them. However, I know the psalmist is saying uh, this. He's saying, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I like to see the fact that God is in front of us leading the way. Likewise, maybe what the psalmist said, He is following us, assuring the way as well. Yes, over the 20, what, 3, going on 24 years, I've served with you here. Uh, I was uh, laying awake one evening this past week, one night, and, and I was just thinking about many of those godly people that uh, I can almost picture where they would have sat or where they sat in our worship services. You say, preacher, some of them had some hard deaths. Was God faithful? Absolutely God was faithful. You know what? I don't know. I really don't know what tomorrow holds for me. Do you? But I'll tell you what I know. I know God holds it. He'll lead me before me leading me. He'll be behind me as well. Why? Because that is my course. So we see the confidence. Surely the companions, surely goodness and mercy, the course shall follow me. And he says, all the days of my life. All the days of my life. You know, when we were kids growing up, you know, we would live life like, hey, when's Christmas again? We would long those days when our birthday would be there. Oh, Mama would make some Kool-Aid, and maybe she would buy some cookies, and we could share together. Why? Because it was a day of celebration. Now it seems like Christmas is every other week, and our birthdays roll around even much faster. But we know this. That that's part of all the days of our life, isn't it? Sometimes I've got a clergy card from funeral homes. As I would come to preach a funeral, they always provide us with an information card. Date of life, I mean date of birth, date of death. Uh, who their survivors are. You know, I've got cards uh, from some places that would give me the number of days that they lived. And I'm not talking about live 10 days or live 14 days. I'm talking about they would spell out there they live 3,022 days. Now, I don't even know how many years that is. I'm trying to preach this morning. But I do remember I would get that and I'm thinking, oh, man, that's bringing it down in some uh, chunks that we might go chew on, isn't it? How many of you know how many days you have, have promised? I don't. I know this. I know that this is the day the Lord has made. I want to rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because there's opportunity. And the psalmist now is saying in this beautiful uh, summary of drawing this beautiful text to a close, he said he'll do this all the days of my life. John Gill in his exposition 
of the Scripture said, All the days of my life, the mercies of God are new every morning. And I'll remind you of that in just a moment. They continue all day. Temporal goodness abides as long as life lasts and ends with it. And spiritual blessings are forever. They are the gifts of God which are without repentance. Some favorite verses of mine is Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. I forever remember the day sitting in Bible college that I heard a professor uh, recite these words. And if you've ever had something just take a grip on you like Gorilla Glue, you know, that stuff stuck in my soul like never before. Why, Jeremiah the weeping prophet said, This I recall to mind, therefore have I hope. I love that phrase, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Let me tell you a little secret. They're more sure than the coffee you percolate of a morning. The mercies of God is more promising than anything could be on your schedule. They're new every morning. I know some of us can be very, uh, what can I say? We can, we can sort of uh, have our standards of every day. We get up, we pull our socks on, we do certain things. Uh, and some people uh, have to have that coffee first. That's all right. I hope after today you'll always remember something that you meet before you do anything is the Lord's mercies. Why? Because they're new every morning. Psalm 86, 5, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, plenteous in mercy unto all them that call on thee. The psalmist said in Psalm 103, 17, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him and His righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep His covenant. Those that remember His commandments do them. What is something that you've got to finish? You think that you have to get it done. You know, sometimes you women, you think you've got to get certain things done in your house before you can settle down and, and enjoy the rest of the evening. Some of you men, you think you've got this little project going on and you've got to finish this thing. Friend, can I tell you? I don't know of anything that I have to finish. Yes, there's a lot of things I need to do, you understand? But I know this, that all the days of my life, goodness and mercy is going to be following me. Yes, it doesn't matter. And when I say yes, it doesn't matter, I'm thinking about how sometimes we believe or we have come to think or we either don't think about it. Certain people, we just have this idea that they don't grow old or they don't die. I used to think undertakers don't die. Preachers, they just get run off. Let me tell you a little secret. We all go. 
Let me tell you, I just want you to go home today and realize something. Goodness and mercy is with you the rest of your steps. You say, preacher, you're acting like somebody's going. I don't know. It could be me. could be you. But I know this. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever is a big word. Forever is considerably or considering a compound word. Forever. Did you know there is no end to forever? We try to explain heaven. Every day is going to be the first day. We try to explain death. You know, whether you have had to do that lately or not, I don't know, but well, I tell you, when you try to explain that to children, particularly, it gets extremely hard. And as I try to look at it this morning, I pray I can do it without confusion. Notice the determination. I will. I, I need to be more cautious about what I say my I wills to, or whom I say my I wills to. And the reason being is we would sure hope people would take our word when we say something like that. I will see you tomorrow. No, you may not. Yes, if you wake into the day, I trust your I will would be very much your determination. And that's what David gives us. I will what? Dwell in the house of the Lord. That's his destination. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Friend, did you know today you can know the end of the story? You can know without doubt there uh, where you're going to be throughout eternity. You don't have to hope it. You don't have to say maybe. You can say like the psalmist, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the duration. We have become so time conscious. Yes, and I'm all right with that. I love to be prompt if I've told somebody I'm going to do something. I love to be timely. The realities of all of this, though, is... That as we are so time conscious, we neglect the things with eternal value. The house of the Lord forever. Psalm, I mean Psalm, 1 Corinthians 15, 19 said, For in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. Psalm 16, 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Psalm 73, 24, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me to glory. How many of you are heading to glory? Amen. Aren't you glad? 
You say, preacher, I don't know how he may choose to get me there, but I know who will get me there. The blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I love that passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through verse 18. Why do I love it so much? Because it tells us, or let me say answers, so many of our questions concerning the hereafter. And he says it this way, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. This we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. In these short words, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Did you know that's what David the psalmist is giving us there? When he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now we all look forward to going to our house, don't we? Man, isn't it wonderful to have a place you can call home? Amen. You say, but I need this, I need that, and I need the other. And we probably all got our wants. But the reality is this. There's no place like home. But let's not lay up all of our treasures here on earth where moth and moth and dust and wind may corrupt. Let's not be guilty of that. But lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. And the reason being is that's where we're going to spend all of our eternity at with the Lord in the air. Notice the confidence. Notice the, con- notice the companions, goodness and mercy. Notice the course shall follow me all the days of my life, the continuation. But the consummation is this, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you bow your heads with me today? Has God challenged your heart recently? Has something maybe come across your desk or your mind? You remember there was a king one time. And the Lord said to him one day, Prepare to meet thy God, for thou shalt die and not live. Did you know that message is for all of us as well? We just don't know the when or the how. If you don't know Jesus, there is not a better time or place. Only you'd have to do this. You would need to confess to Him privately. Confess your sin. You may not can remember them one by one. But you could say this, Lord, forgive me a sinner. You might not only confess, but you might confess your sin privately, but confess your Christ publicly. 
the Lord wants you not to be ashamed of Him. You may be saved and never shared it with anybody. Oh, what a good time it would be to just share uh, with others what Jesus has done for you. Father, I don't really know all the needs today. Matter of fact, I'll just confess to you, Lord, I don't really know any needs. But Lord, I just know as people have been very attentive to these last minutes of what I've said, that Lord, I, I really believe in my heart that they were finding place there of comfort, but also place of challenge. Lord, bless the invitation time. Some might confess Christ to be saved. Others might find this a place that they would like to join us in worship and in work. They might move their letter from another home church. Uh, they might come by statement of faith, whatever way it is. Lord, I pray you'll have your way now. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you